Welcome to Make That Paper, the show where we talk about all the crazy jobs we do to make the cash we need to pursue our artistic dreams. And to save up, just in case whispering scholarship into our sleeping child's ear doesn't eventually pan out. Today, we're talking about the old teaching trade, plus there's the writing work, lots of writing work, and also that guest judge grind. We are your hosts, Jamie Parker Stickle. And Jason Bieber. And on this episode, we are talking to a two-time Emmy Award-winning director who has been directing television for over 30 years. A thimble full of her credits include NCIS New Orleans, Black Lightning, Sweet Magnolias, and Miss Pat. Please don't forget Girlfriends, my favorite series of all time. Oh, yes, Girlfriends, of course. Oh, her, of course, her short film Straight Eye for the Gay Guy won Best Mini Short at the California Independent Film Fest, where she also premiered I Heard Something, a thriller that went on to play festivals internationally. And on top of that, she is one of the finest teachers of acting on the planet. And Jamie and I were particularly fortunate enough to have the opportunity to study with her for several years. We couldn't be more pleased and excited to welcome to the show one of our greatest influences and a wonderful mentor and friend, Mary Lou Belli. Yay! It's so good to have you here. Welcome. Oh, it's so good to be here with you guys. Feels like a party already. Yes, the party has begun. I, I just have to say something about your credits. I mean, obviously she started when she was 10, but like literally we couldn't read all her credits to you guys because it would take the entire show. Oh yeah, we are, we're on a limited schedule here and um, <laughs> even editing couldn't get us through it. So we, we had to do the editing <laughs> and just choose some credits and spit them out real fast. Spit them out real fast. How are you? I'm terrific. Thank you. I'm Excellent. looking forward to, to this today. So you've, you're actually working on um, the Ms. Pat show right now, right? Uh, I did four uh, episodes in the first season. Uh, they've been picked up for a second season. I'm, I'm so excited. I'm, yep. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. It's so good. And Sulphur Springs. So our child is six and he loves Sulphur Springs and Disney. The, secret, the secrets of Sulphur Springs. The secrets Springs. of Sulphur Springs. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden we're watching it, we're watching it. We were watching the credits because he likes to see the credits even though he doesn't read all the names well. But all of a sudden Mary Lou Belli pops up and Jason and I jump off the couch. <laughs> we're like, Mary Lou! And our son is like, do you know her? And we're like, yes. And he literally does this thing now where he rolls his eyes up in the back of his head and he pretends to pass out because he wants to be a famous actor. Um. He's six and he's like, you know, famous people who do stuff in television. And we're like, yeah, bro. Yeah. Yeah. When I did Wizards of Waverly Place, mm -hmm. I had, and my son was young. I had some cred there too. I know that. Uh, yeah, I imagine. Hey, I've been trying to get on a Disney show for a while now, just, just to get back in my son's good graces. Right. <laughs> but he did like Mixed-ish. <laughs> yes, he Daddy did. Daddy was like... in Mixed-ish. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, love, love that show. He did, have a, he did have a problem with me not wearing shoes. <laughs> in the show right okay wardrobe got it wrong wardrobe got it wrong yeah, yeah. i mean it was integral to the plot of the episode but i won't i won't argue with with the taste of a six-year-old yes. right so we know a little bit about mary lou's history she started out and she was on a soap opera she was in front of the camera for a bit and then yeah. we <laughs> You look surprised. She looks no, surprised. No. And the thing that always, that always, I think, um, inspires me is you were like, 
not just this, I can do more, I can do more, you know, and you went on to directing. And I sort of want to talk about that for a second, because it's so hard for people to just get a spot on a soap opera. And here you are, you, you know, soap opera, and you're like, I'm going to direct this instead. I'm going to go, I'm going to direct this stuff. <laughs> you know, it was a very easy um, uh, progression for me, because it was from um, acting on the stage to realizing I really liked the screen. And then coaching actors who were on the screen a lot and some for theater but um because I always go back to my roots but I really really love the medium and um I, when I realized I started coaching I realized I really liked rehearsing more than performing mm. so I it was very easy for me to let the other thing go that's so interesting yeah yeah I I, I never needed it and 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 I remember in the theater when I did my first project that went to a hundred performances and more. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking, I'm a little bored. Mm -hmm. And that's yeah. just me. You know, I know that I know the challenge is to make it fresh and in the moment every night. But for me, um, I just wanted something else. Yeah. And yeah. not necessarily something better, <laughs> but I wanted something else. Yeah. And I could sort of, as soon as I finish a project, I usually want something else. Yeah. Yeah. Which That's is, how I am with breakfast. Yeah, <laughs> you are. And lunch and dinner. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's why we have two of each. Breakfast, breakfast and a half, lunch, lunch and a half, dinner. Yes, it's a it's a it's a variable grazing buffet in our kitchen. It really is. And and I live with two boys now, so yes. the refrigerator is always empty for me. But wait till, wait till he's a teenager. Oh my God. Oh. Yes, I know. I know. It's a never-ending bit. And and he and his friends. Oh, and I'll yeah. be I'll be mid plate eating something that he ended up liking for dinner. And he's like, oh, can I have that? And I'm like, I'm literally eating it, man. And he's like, yeah, but it looks so good. Sure, dude, you're so cute. I can't help it here. Eat my dinner. Yes, you can have it. It's crazy. So yeah. I'd like to ask, I mean, you kind of answered it, but what was it that was acting the dream until it wasn't? Uh it, it, it was the dream and it was acting, singing and dancing. So it was, it was that triple threat thing for me. Um, and then I, I, I sort of loved the smallness that the screen sort of made me have, um, you know, knowing that this was enough, that, that mm -hmm. all that's all they had to see because that told the whole story into here. Um, but uh, yeah, that was... I, I, um, and also I was very realistic, you know, only because I know who your audience is. I was also very realistic about the jobs I thought I would be right for. Yeah. You know, a very yep. guy's not even five feet tall. And I know there have been some amazing people, you know, who have been under five feet tall and had long careers, but not a huge amount. <laughs> Right, you'd be, you'd be auditioning for 12-year-olds well into your 30s. Well, I did, so, I did. Yeah. I have to say that really, really helped my early stage career. Yeah. I was playing far younger than I was um, and consistently auditioning for younger people where my um, uh, height challenge was um, in my favor. Yeah. Well, I think there's something about Mary Lou, and I don't know if it's when we met you in your career or if this has just always been who you were, but you've already, you're, you're such a leader. And yeah. I, and I find that to be like, 
you're a leader in the way that everybody wants to work with you for you be under your sort of umbrella you know you 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 enchant people and i I th- well, I think that's great as a as an artist. You're really sort of solo when you're acting. You're you're really thinking about your character, your part, your role. But when you're a director or even a coach, you are yeah. you are really you know putting your gifts out there for people. Yeah, and 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 I have to say, and it's I think it's harder than directing. So um, you think that acting is harder than directing? Yeah. Oh. Wow. So much, <laughs> you know. Um, but here's, but I also looked at my skill sets. So mm-hmm. I, I, I am a born leader. You know, I was the fourth of five children, but I was like the bossiest in the family. I believe yeah. that. I believe it. Um, <laughs> and the three older ones were brothers, and not uh, and wow. formidable brothers. Wow. You know, you know, doctorates, and you know, you know, um, uh, and my. My other skill set is I'm ridiculously organized. Yeah. And and those two things, being a leader and being organized, um, really play into um, the skill set I have as director. But add to that the fact that I love stories. I yeah. love stories more than anything, which is interesting that, you know, I didn't go into writing. But yeah. that's the whole like why that didn't happen but um I love I mean I was that kid who went to the library every Saturday and came home with this many books mm-hmm. like a stack which looked bigger next to a five foot it's true, it's true. <laughs> and so I always love reading you know there's always a stack of books next to my bedside table um I'm usually listening to one in the car as well um you know I devour you know it used to be three newspapers a day but you know I, I start my day with the New York Times and you know so I, I I but I love 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 stories yeah and um I love the um I love the classic way of telling them in terms of the fact that if you tell a story well the people who watch it or experience it because of your storytelling have a catharsis of some sort yeah. or you know or or you take them on an emotional invested journey and that's my favorite part of it yeah you know, that actually brings me to one of your, it's kind of a side hustle. It's kind of right down the middle of what you do, but I'm speaking of the books that you've written. Did you yeah. read like a story? Even yeah. though your books are in the performance world, I'm going to call them technical books. Um, they're nonfiction, but they read like it's like stories. Yeah. They're yeah. so easy to digest. They're so easy to get wrapped up in. And Well, consume. I'm so glad you said that because that, that was the intent. I will tell you very honestly, because my first three books, I had co-authors on all of them. The first one, the sitcom one I wrote with Phil Ramuno. The second one, um, uh, Acting for Young Actors, I wrote with Diane Lenny. And the third one, I co-wrote with Bethany Rooney. Um, and in all three cases, because I have to tell the truth here, um, <laughs> the voice, as you're talking about for those yep. books, yep. none of them were me. I, in all three of those, I was the organizational person. Oh, I said, because we, you know, you look at the information you're going to impart and and go, how will this best lay out to Mm -hmm. teach it or to write it down in a book? And in all three cases, I was the engine under that. Leading. Leading. (laughs) (laughs) Directing. And, And what I am is a very, very good mimic. And that might come from my old acting days. But if someone's writes you know, tonally in a certain way, mm-hmm. I can copy it. So you yeah. probably, and, and I think all 
three cases, once we divided the amount of work up, we would each write the first draft of one chapter. And so I did half of them, then yeah. we'd rewrite each other, then go back and forth again. But so we initiated half of them, but in all, you know, once the, the voice of the book was set that you, you like so much. So I have to credit mine. Thank you for well, the compliment. Uh, it's not me, except I'm a, I could copy that once. I, I will. <laughs> I will actually go ahead and double down on my statement then, or Jamie's statement, but I would I would echo it as well, because much like your work as a director, no, you don't write the episodes that you've directed, but you are, your, your organization, your crafting of- Right, you're telling that story. Of, yeah, you are a storyteller, and it, your voice as a director comes through in the work that you direct for screen and in the books that you have co-written. Well, good, good. Yeah. 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 And also one of my favorite things with the books or even as a teacher is to think, what do I, what's the germ or what's the little pearl I want to like impart today? And then is there an exercise I can do to teach that in small, hopefully sequential increments? So I love figuring out the exercises that I teach with and that, and, and hopefully the next book will be the same. Um, there's, it's out to a publisher I'm hoping who will want it, which is original scenes and monologues for teens. We'll see. That's did, did you wrote? That I've co-written. Which <laughs> <laughs> you've co-written, okay. Two other people. This but will be again, your fifth book. What? This will be your fifth book. It will be if, 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 if I sell it. Yeah. If and when, let's say if and when. That, yeah, if and when, that's fantastic. Um, Wow, that's crazy. Um, because that's her side hustle, folks. But um, let's back up. I mean, let's back up for one one second. Okay, so they're academic but, books, guys. They're they're easily you're okay. easy to read. Well, thank fun you. Fun to read, and you and you. So I, I'm just going to say one more thing on reading. Um, and, and right now I'm talking about um, sitcom career book. Um, although I'm also talking about your book with Bethany. Mm -hmm. In both cases, I read the books. I often found myself having to go back and reread chapters because I had read them eff effectively. I found at the end of the chapter, I'm like, oh shit, I just read that for pleasure and forgot to take everything and like take oh, notes and learn everything. 100%. <laughs> you know, I teach the first time director's class um, and teach this book very often for seminars. And, and the real, really wonderful thing about teaching is that um, you learn while you're doing it as well. So you increase yeah. your craft. And, and, and just like every day on set, I like to say, did I learn something today? I also find that same experience while teaching. And very often you learn from the people you're teaching, you know? And sometimes it's, oh, they got that. That was a great way, you know? And I have to remember that and do that again, hopefully. Um, or sometimes it's just a, a you know, a, a, a little piece that, someone will share with you and you just go, oh, wow, I didn't know that. And you just keep growing. You know, I, I, I think the secret to a happy life is growing every day. So we wanted to talk to you really quick uh, about directing and how that happened, like how you got your in, because 
it's not hard for women to get into directing roles and you've successfully done it for a really long time. Did you just say it's not hard? It's not, I think you said it's not. It is. <laughs> oh, it I, is meant, I meant it's not easy. Did I say not hard? It's yeah. really, you guys. I don't yeah. drink coffee. Just so, basically, Jamie's saying your career, no big deal. No, they uh, No, it is very hard. It is, a, excuse me, let's edit. No, don't edit. It is very hard and not easy for women to get into these roles and you have successfully done it won emmys you know you're in demand you work all the time and and literally you guys we're going to put a lot more of the shows she's done up but everyone knows you so it doesn't even really matter but um you worked on these heavy hitters like how did that happen how did you get in you know um i really started my career twice as a director. The first time I was lucky enough to be on a show where I was uh, coaching the kids. And I, and in the first case, uh, there were directors who were directing most of the episodes who kind of took me under the wing. The first one being my co-author on um, the Sitcom Career Book, Phil Ramuno, nice. who, you know, a, a lot, allowed me and and supported me as I would sit down because once they trusted you with the acting part, it was then, do you know what the cameras have to do? Mm -hmm. So I would sit down and do shots with him. N not this kind. <laughs> Not the drinking later, time. Later, later. Camera uh, shots, guys, camera shots. Um, no, I partied with Phil, too. <laughs> Luckily, it was like one of those what, thing where our husbands and wives and the four of us loved to, to get together. I was going to say, the um, last chapter but, of that but book we really kind of fell apart. Yeah, and then, um, and then the second person uh, for that who sort of refined my eye because I was going from tape to film was Michael Lembeck. But that was uh, the yeah. first part. And then... Um, uh, the second one were a bunch of directors um, in single camera who, again, there was a wealth of knowledge that I, I really needed to do that job effectively. Um, and a lot of it was self-taught, you know, going to the AFI library and just sitting there and reading books or listening to lectures that they had on tape, <laughs> she says in the back. <laughs> um, uh, and, um, and then Bethany Rooney, amongst some other very, very prominent, um, both men and women directors who allowed me to shadow them. So um, that was sort of my autodidactic education. Um, but I, from being on so many sets, I, I had a working knowledge of what I didn't know. Yeah. Um, and also just to kind of um, augment that, uh, there were myself and two other directors, two other um, uh, people, a script supervisor and another um, stage director who had done some television. And we actually went to a script supervisor who specialized in film and specialized in teaching people like us what we didn't know to fill in the gaps. Wow. Um, and that was really, and, and we paid for those classes. And that was really, really smart and, and, and targeted to say, Good. okay, you know, teach me about sequencing the chase. Wow. You know, um, so things like, you know, and, and, and giving us homework of, you know, things to watch and, uh, and watching some stuff in class. So it was really, really helpful. Wow. That is, I would never think of a script supervisor as, oh, script I supervisors mean, are, are the angels of the set and incredible. not nearly as, um, honored and respected as they should be because, <laughs> um, and I think one of the big reasons was they were considered secretaries. Right, right. Yeah. I, mean, I, I literally worked yeah. with, 
you know, one of Hitchcock's, you know, uh, uh, script supervisors. So I later worked with on Major Dad. And um, I mean, she taught me crossing the line. Oh my gosh! If you're a director, you know what yeah. that. Is. Yeah. Yes. If you're an actor, you sort you you should know what that is also. Yes. Um. That's incredible. Like I think script supervisor always is the hardest job. I'm like I don't know if my ADD, which I don't even have ADD, but I just don't know as a normal person if my ADD would allow me to have the eye and patience to be a script supervisor. Yeah. yeah. It's well, a it hard job, a and they really are doing four or five jobs simultaneously. It's crazy. Besides doing continuity and, and writing down blocking and lining their pages to, to say it's this shot, then this shot, then this shot. And I, I mean, they, ha they have eyes and ears in the back of their heads. I don't wow. know how they do it. Um, and uh, it, it, you're right, Jamie, it's a ridiculously hard job. And um, I, I respect everyone who I've ever encountered doing it. Yeah, that's incredible. Um, did you start directing when you were in New York or did that happen when no, you got to LA? that happened when I got to LA. Okay. Um, and what happened was I was working on a show where I was actually, they, they called me a stand-in for the kid, but it was a, it was nice. It's a <laughs> nice cushy job on a sitcom where I was getting a weekly SAG um, salary. Mm, nice. Never got on camera, um, but because uh, I was standing in when the minor, the child was in school, um, I, I had a lot of time rehearsing with the adults. And soon after, when the adults saw how I interacted with the kids when they got back, I ended up being a longtime coach for at least two of those people in the first sitcom I ever worked on. Wow. So that's. Uh, can you tell us a little more about that? You, you said you directed the kids when they came on set. So you would... You would basically. I would, I, I would be doing their part, and then mm -hmm. I would impart what the director had had given me if they had been in school and weren't able to rehearse every scene. Got it. You no, know, and not that the director didn't do things like that, but I was augmenting, and in almost all cases, I was trying to echo exactly what that director had said, so that the the younger actor wouldn't be confused by you know multiple ways of hearing something and the the here is the wonderful wonderful kind of full circle that the child who i first stood in for was is is a wonderful actress named megan follows who a lot of people knew from anna green gables oh she my gosh <gasps> yes my favorite. i know she's amazing and then she was i mean one of her uh, recent roles was the queen on rain. Yes. Yes. But she also directs, she's a director yes. now herself. And I'm so, so thrilled that that's come full circle and that, that, that Megan has become, you know, has, has fulfilled. Now I can't take the credit for that, you know, in terms huh. of becoming a director, you know, she comes from a real big acting family. And yeah. I think her dad was a pretty prominent actor, director, actor, director as well. As Last time I looked, yes, because yes. you know I like to stalk people I like. I'm yeah. like, let's look what your background is. Um, that's so funny. Rain was great, and then it just canceled, and like there was no ending to it. And I was like, mm. I just thought it was fun. It's yeah. really fun trip. I wanted to, uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna ask a little more just about because it's funny. Previously, you you described the job as coaching 
kids. And then you you clarified or rephrased it as being the stand-in. And I recently, well, my most recent uh, on-set job was on Mixed Dish, and I was doing several scenes with the kids on that show. And uh, so I was also working with the stand-ins. And I feel like what you're describing of, of really coaching them and and conveying to them their direction is is more than I've seen other stand-ins do with with the child actors. Do, yeah, you well, that, you know what? There, there there are people who are only stand-ins and are there for for lighting purposes. Yes. Right. Yeah. And then you know, I was <laughs> when they when they realized how much they were paying us on a SAG <laughs> the salary, they changed our names to staging assistants. Got it. And yeah. We got way less and no union benefits. Wow. But um, but so it, you know, I, I really became more of a dialogue coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and and that's that uh, position still exists a lot on on children's shows, and I have seen a lot of successful dialogue coaches um, go on to be directors. Um, yeah, because so here's here's the job: they trust you with making sure that you are augmenting getting the performance out of the kids. Mm-hmm. especially when the director is off doing something else. And not that you are directing, you are not. You are there as the helpmate of the director. And I love having um, uh, dialogue coaches on my sets. Yeah. Um, uh, but once you have that trust, um, because hiring a director is, you know, you're, you're spending a lot of money, you're giving that person a huge amount of responsibility. And the job has to get done well, you know, and, and, and a, a one of my wonderful um, a person I was a dialogue coach under, a, uh, a wonderful director named Steve Zuckerman, used to say, he gave me lots of advice, and it all was good. But Steve once said, because um, he also knew me as a teacher, and he said, there's a difference between teaching and directing. With teaching, you're always um, praising improvement. Well, as a director, you have to um, you have to toe the line and make sure it gets there. Good, better is not enough. It has to be good, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is smart. I feel like that can be applied to so many things professionally. Oh my <laughs> god. It's like my, so uh, my book right now, I have edits from my agent and I'm just like, um, okay, and it's the same thing. She's not going to praise me for my improvements because she's already picked me up. Now we're going to go to publishers. Yeah, and so it has to toe the line. And is be- it a piece of fiction? It's fiction. I write, um, yeah, I write uh, thrillers. Um, yeah. Jamie I love this genre. With- I should read something. Yeah. Jamie just signed with a very big agent. She's very excited. And we're very excited. We're very excited. Things are happening. Um. But but it, it totally just you just hit home and I'm like oh shit we got to hang up I got to go work on my edits um, I'm just kidding. but that's yeah. how you feel you it's, we've got you for the hour Jesus um, <laughs> but I, it totally that sinks in and I want to transition really quick from your role as a director into another side gig of yours which is teaching and anyone who thinks that those who can't teach you're fucking wrong those who can and want to give back and see people do their best teach and that's who mary lou is and that was a lesson she taught me like here is this prominent uh prolific director who is giving back and teaching because she wants to put that 
to give that to other people. It's a gift. It's a gift. It does. It does feel like you're doing community service. It feels like you're doing community (laughs) service. But you Um, know, you, you can't imagine how rewarding it is as well. Yeah. I, I I imagine just spot talent. And for me, it's a, it's like a puzzle, just like directing is a puzzle. So I look and go, Ooh, this stuff is already grown and nurtured, but this piece needs a little bit of growth because when they all then fit together, the whole package is there. So for me as a teacher, it's about making sure the whole package is there um, and seeing everybody as an individual. You know, even if someone in my class, which you guys know, might be doing the same exercise, Mm -hmm. what I'm tweaking in that same exercise with everybody, with each individual is different. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it's like, no, it's like reward, teaching is very, very rewarding. And I have to say, when you're teaching people who are coming to you because they really, really are at a, a level in their career and just want to get better or just want to, again, augment what they already know, it's, um, it's more fun than starting from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And it's also, you know, when people know what they know and then want and know what they don't know and, and want to learn that second half, it's um it's actually easier than than saying here's the whole feast mm-hmm. because it, it it sometimes as teachers a little frustrating when you say this is the whole feast and you go no 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 don't eat dessert first right <laughs> you know you gotta and 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 between those courses you need to cleanse your palate or, or you know all those I don't know if that's a bit of food analogy but it's you know, it's it's about um like uh, one of the most rewarding things I do now is teach the first time director's class, which is uh, mandated by the director's guild for any person directing the first episode of television. And everyone who gets into that has a deal memo. They know they're about to start te- directing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And no matter yeah. what, what they've done before, if they've become, if they've been a stage director or a film director or a documentary director or the script supervisor or the s- director of cinematography on the, on a show before now they're coming into the director seat and all of a sudden they their their thirst for what they don't know and know they need to know is very very acute and that's a great a great that's the best class to have when they go okay 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 no no, no. so their their questions are very specific and very pointed but what if but how about this you know and that's that's fun. That's great. And they're just pumping you for specific knowledge. Yeah, yeah. And also, it's a, one of the few times I get to work with other directors. I'm Bethany Rooney and I teach together a lot. But the first time director's class is always taught, well, nearly always taught, unless it's a one-on-one, with three directors simultaneously. So and this is not the program you do at Warner Brothers or at No, Disney. no, no, no. That's what I teach with Bethany. That. Yeah. But, but, but the first time director's class is... Um, it's three colleagues working together. And sometimes we disagree, which is even better. Like, That's no, no, fun. I don't do that. You do that. You know, so it's it's fun. I mean, the last time I taught it was with a great, great director who I've taught many, many times with. Um, and I've done it multiple times with, um, I did it with Fred Savage and Andy Wolk the last time. Wow. And it's like, it's like, it's like a party. It's a direct That's so party. fun. I yeah. love that. And you also have taught at USC directing yeah. um, at USC. And I don't, are you still teaching at USC? I'm not teaching at USC anymore. I miss it. And especially the last class I taught there was, um, it went through three different schools 
It was uh, designed and, and, and thought up by uh, Jack Epson, Barnett Kelman, and it mirrors Saturday Night Live. So oh, wow. Um, improv, uh, acting students from the theater school, music students who were the musical guest. Uh, it brought in uh, uh, a host, a celebrity host who was not a student. And then there were there was a writing class, a directing class, and an acting class. That's brilliant. And then and then the class that was part of the TV station. Yeah. That did all did all the broadcast things and running cameras. It was it was a zoo. <laughs> did you do it in so, a week? So much fun. No, we <laughs> would do three live shows a semester. So the first, you know, four or five weeks was all about teaching skills. But once we opened the first show, it was two weeks of, you know, but for let's say every 10 sketches that got in the show, the writers and the actors and directors had worked on probably 40. So wow. we tossed out, you know, it was, it was, it was the cream of the crop that was getting it. And I'm still friends with some of those. I mean, I miss, it was, it was just fun. Yeah. Sounds so fun. That's so great. I, I hear about all these programs that, you know, I went to USC and the programs that have uh, come up since I left. I'm like, oh, yeah. Another reason I wish I was younger. Well, I think it's so interesting because all I wanted to do was, um, was television and film and, and all the roles in directing. I didn't want to just do theater in college. And there was just one small department at Michigan State that did television and film production. And you had, it was in the telecommunications department. You had to apply and they only allowed, they only accepted 15 students a year. And I was just like, oh crap, I have like no reason to get into this. But like, I wrote this long letter and I like pleaded and I got really lucky because it, it was a woman and I just found her finally, she's on Facebook, but um, who ran the department at the time. And I, and it's grown now. Now it's like, you know, this wonderful thing, but um, I got in and I was like, it was the coolest thing. It's just, I didn't know what I was in for. But, but did you get to do all the jobs? Yes. And, and it was great. Say, when I'm, when I'm coaching people to say big school, small school, I don't know. Small schools have that advantage because you learn every job and what it entails. Yeah. If you, if you get it. Yeah. I mean, we had, I had to, we, we did a live show and you had to do each role, you know, for the month. So audio, um, camera direct. Um, I mean, you were, yeah, you had to, and then you also had to host the show. Like you were playing each role and you wrote the show. Yeah. yeah, you learned so much. I mean, it was really, those jobs have to be hands-on. Like you, you can't just teach that, you, you know, learn it on a podcast. You have well, to be hands-on. I also hands -on. think experiential learning. Well, there was something, I think it was yesterday morning thinking, oh, I really learned to need how, I, I have to learn how to do that. And I thought, oh, I could Google it and watch a video. But what I really, really want is somebody to just show me. In fact, yeah. no, oh, guys, I'm so embarrassed to say this. I'm just going to say it. Um, Every time I go to the post office, I usually come home and do a survey or try to do as, it as often as I can. But I sometimes, you know, oh, it's like three hours before I get home, I forget to do the survey. And I always feel like a, a bad citizen, especially because I'm not going to tell you where it is because I go to the nicest post office <laughs> in all of Los Angeles. I give these people Christmas presents. I love them so much. We know each other by name. Um, it's so great. Um, That's very Mary Lou, you guys. But I realized that the receipt I get, I can scan this little thing and the then QR do a survey code. on my phone. Yeah. I, 
didn't know how to scan something on my phone. And I learned yesterday hey. because someone taught me. And I thought, you know, I could have Googled this a year ago and thought, you know, because I'm a little bit of a Luddite, you know, <laughs> in terms of what I know and what I don't know. Um, but when, like, for instance, I am like totally sold on this app called Scriptation for both actors, directors, writers, whatever. Um, but I had done videos, I had done seminars, but I really, really, really learned it when somebody came and sat at a picnic table on the other side of the picnic table during COVID sure. and taught me. Yeah. And said, no, 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 no. Okay. Now do that three more times. Yeah. So I'm, I'm a huge learning by doing person. Yeah, same. That's why I went and got my MFA. I, I just, I didn't, you know, listen, look at, I can read all these manuals on being a better creative writer. Like I can do all, I can, I can just keep writing. I can just keep putting my stuff out and trying to get published or trying to get representation. But at the end of the day, you know, people say, you know, why get an MFA? Why get this? You know, like it's a waste. It's a waste. Just do, just do. And it's like, no, sometimes sitting at a table and having somebody tell you specifically, technically what's wrong and what you need to adjust is the only way that some of us, I guess, some of us are going to get better. And I want to be better in that way. I want to sit down yeah. and actually go through the process of getting better, not just, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. Figuring and, and, it out. and know and know what's the problem you fixed. Yeah. So you don't make the same mistake again. Oh, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's not just a matter of putting in, you know, the search count on my word program just and seeing that I overwrite the word just. You know, I start every sentence with just 87 times. Like that's not, that's not making me a better writer. You like do that? I did in my first draft. I was no, like, no, no, oh. no, no. I mean, there's, there's, you can, you can count yes. something like, oh, I'll show you how. Okay. I'll come over I, I and show you know that. You I sit across that. from the, from the, on the park bench. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to come <laughs> over. I'll get my COVID test. Um, But, but yeah, I mean, you, I agree with you. And that's the one thing like that I think is so great about you also teaching it's just like, I want to teach people. People will ask me questions and I'm always like, yeah, let's do this. Let's sit down and let me show you because I know that you, I know that there are things that you need to know and I feel better. You know, that's why I like editing pieces for the, for the blog too. It's because it's like, oh, this is a great piece. I know what, you're, what it's missing. Let's talk about what it's missing. I was going to say when working with kids too, I always saw my role as not just their director, or their coach, but their teacher. So mm -hmm. if yep. I, if someone had been with me for an entire season and they hadn't acquired some craft and it, and does it take longer yet? It takes longer to say, this is the adjustment I want you to make, but to say why and, and for them to go so that, or relate it to, you know, this is just like that line two weeks ago in that episode. Do you remember what we did with that? You know, so I, I, I love that part of it to, you know, to, to, institute the whole idea of practicing. Yeah. Brilliant. I, I was going to say something that I've learned that I learned from both of you is about the value of doing that, doing the work, because that shows anything less than having given a hundred percent before you come to set will show. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's homework to be done, but also <laughs> Jason, I remember how great it was when you did the Warner brothers workshop for us. Right. Yeah. And when you came in as an actor and that wasn't that interesting to do a scene with like the same scene oh God, with the yeah. same scene partner five times, but with 
five different directors. I'm, I'm incredible. It I'm blows incredible. your mind. It's 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 a it's, it's a nice gig for an actor. It's, yeah. I wish I could pay. It pays better, but <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm just so glad it pays at all. But I would do it for free. Don't tell anybody. Don't tell yeah. Warner Brothers. But yeah. but that's exact. That's actually the perfect example of when um, having done that homework. The importance of having done the homework because you can kind of get your lines know them well enough because well you know have them married to the choices you made but you start working with five different directors doing it five different ways you have to know that you have to be able to do it five different ways you have to yeah. it has to be muscle memory it has to yeah. be just there and jamie you too i mean you have that same experience doing that oh yeah us. And sometimes it's not just nuance. Sometimes that director will make you cry in the middle of the scene. Yeah. You're like, why'd you bring up emotion? I didn't know there was emotion behind this. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it, 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 you know what? It blows your mind. It blows your mind. And you understand it's better. acting so hard, guys. Yeah, I'm telling no. you, it's harder than directing. Yeah. I'm not, my, my directing colleagues might not agree, but. Well, you know, unlike every other professional situation where you just have to, being professional means keeping it together. In acting, you have being professional means being able to completely let yourself go and still perform. Yeah. Yeah. I always say it's like when when I stopped acting, I said, you know, I wasn't willing to jump off the cliff anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's and it's doing that every second. That's the job. Yeah. Yeah. Very. Yeah. It is. I agree. I miss doing it more. Um one more thing that I wanted to just talk to you about is also a side hustle and something you've mentioned already on this podcast, but like, is the work you do with DGA, the work that you do in, in mentoring, because you are an incredible mentor and you've given, you continue to give such a gift of yourself, yeah. um, paving the way for other uh, directors, not just teaching people in classes, but um, these other programs that you're a part of where you're fostering new talent. And and just uh, along with it, um, and it extends beyond just the DGA and directors. I mean, Mary Lou has mentored actors. She has brought them into her world and into her life. And she is, I mean, you've really fostered people's passions in a way that, you know, makes them see bigger pictures for themselves. So let's talk about that because you are special. You know, um, because I changed careers and I, you know, if you go from acting, singing, dancing on stage to TV, and then you go to just acting on TV, because I, I don't think I sang or danced on television, um, and then go to coaching and directing, and then directing sitcoms to directing dramas, I've, I've, I've changed careers many times. Yeah. And with each of them, it, it often has been a refinement of what I wanted to do, what I thought I was good at, or that thirst for, oh, I want to learn something else so I can do something else. And what I see, Jamie, is the same thing in others. So, for instance, on one of the first shows I directed, I remember an actor, and he was he was a pretty famous actor at the time, and um, he was playing one of the dads. So he wasn't, it was mainly a kid-centric show. And he had a, you know, a, it was a utilitarian role, which he did really, really well. But he saw the whole picture and I went, he's going to be directed. He's, he, I won't tell you who it is. He's a huge director and has been for decades now. But I can, I can also spot that 
person who I go, hmm, um, I'll tell a little story. It's not about me. Um, I just went to see uh, Respect, the new- Oh, um, Aretha documentary? Yeah, the, the Aretha film. Uh, film, the narrative yeah. film. Yeah. Um, and the woman who directed it got on stage and she talked about the teaching mentor she had when she was an actress who kind of went, we think you should be directing. We want you to direct everything, something, you know, for us every season, you know? And, wow. and, and uh, so I looked at my husband and I went, I think those were our friends too. <laughs> like, like the person I got my equity card with was <laughs> one of those teachers of hers at Brown. Wow. And I called up our friends, you know, and said, was this you guys? And they sent me back pictures of opening night of respect in New York with them flanking her. And it wasn't mm. them who would, you know, and, you know, this is, this is something else we think you would be good at. Wow. Um, yeah. And not that, you know, and some people I have to say very successfully keep both hats on and they yeah. skirt back and forth between being an actor and a director, you know, and, and, and juggle because, you know, not every show will let you do both. Um, and you can rarely do both full time. Um, so, you know, choosing between them, but um, they are also two skill sets that complement each other. Yeah. Um, but for me, it's, it's about in terms of my mentoring, seeing what's the piece that's missing, or sometimes it's just a strategy session saying, listen, and they go, why, why am I, what's the pack? What's the piece of the package that's missing for them to feel comfortable to say, yes, this person can have an episode. So it's, it's, um, and sometimes it's skill set. Sometimes it's credits. Sometimes it's personality. Yeah. You know? And you just go, you know, you really need to foster this for them to feel comfortable having you do this. And not that all directors have to be the same. Yeah. You know, um, God knows I interview and I go, oh, not going to get that one. Because, yeah. you know, you just don't click that you're not a good match for that show. Yeah. Um, but, uh, hopefully you're, you're not a bad match for every show. And if that's the case, you know, that's when I, I wish I could tell you that I do the work there. I, I just go, okay, life coach. Right. <laughs> you need that kind of work. We've or talked or about as, as my friend Todd Holland says, you're missing one of the key ingredients. Right. And on the director's tell the story website, um, there is a, the companion website there is a, a beautiful little graphic and it's not something I thought of, but my friend Todd Holland mm -hmm. uh, allowed Bethany and I to share this. And it's this wonderful rubric that he says, joy craft network repeat. And, you know, it's about protecting your joy and, 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 and growing your craft and, and expanding your network. Yeah. And, and he says, if you don't have all three of those, yeah, no, no, what he says is if you have all three of those, and and repeat all of those right. all the time. You it, it's it's a recipe for success. Sometimes, <laughs> do you ever mentor and you're like, wow, this person needs therapy, not me. More than a yes. life coach, they need therapy. But I'm going to stick around because this train is on a path that I don't want to miss. <laughs> like, let's oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and and sometimes you just go. I mean, I, I as a as a teacher, I saw that all the time. And went, all the time. And here's what I do immediately: I go, "Oh shit, they're going to be hiring me. I'm going to kiss up right now, <laughs> right now. starting now. Right. They'll be hiring me." So um, it's just like sometimes you just 
that's that's the network part that's the network part it's true <laughs> it's true for me too yeah, yeah. um yeah so but it's um <laughs> sorry, yeah, and, just... and and it's fun to mentor it's fun to see um we have now had i think 600 first-time directors come through the director's guild Wow. The Warner Brothers program is now 10 years old. And like, I just think of the next to last class because the last class during COVID hasn't really had their opportunity to direct yeah, those no. episodes yet. But the one before that, they, they, they haven't done their first episode. They're getting asked back for their second and third and fourth episodes. Wow. And they've blown up. And, oh, you just, wow. and, you know, when you see that, and, and, you know, I sometimes get calls in the middle of the episode or the middle of the prep and go, <laughs> and, and, and you know i go you'll be fine don't worry calm down you know you know or yes i felt feel this way when i'm directing too so that's the job um but then to see them learn those lessons in the real world and then apply them to the next one so they just keep getting better and better and better and learn how to relax a little bit more and love it yeah. You know? So if I can teach them to love it as much as you know, I do, it's, you know, that's the real gift. And lean on that script supervisor. And lean on that script supervisor. They know everything. And, and I have to say, there's a huge amount of, I've learned from DPs. I've learned from, yeah. I'm really excited. I'm going back to a show where I had a cameraman for two seasons on one show and he's on the next one. And I, I mean, I am so excited. I love this guy so much. Is that and sweet he's so generous. What is that? Sweet Magnolias? No, no, Sweet Magnolias. Oh. I'm hoping we'll come back for another season. And again, great, great team Me on too. that. But there was a um, great show. The A camera operator on Black Lightning. Um, oh yeah, Brian is amazing, and he's going to be on my next show called Kingdom Business. Not my show, the show I'm yeah invited to direct. But Your next, uh, next gig. Yeah, yeah. And and what's nice is that, you know, the, uh, some of them have, everybody has different gifts. You know, Brian is not only a, a really good operator, but he's a storyteller and he's a collaborator and and he works seamlessly with the director of photography. So, you know, it's, it's, it's no accident that people, you know, come back and work with you again because they, you just go, well, they're good. Everybody wants them. They're in demand. Yeah. Yeah. Then you feel lucky to uh, have a team. Yeah. And we feel that way about you, Mary Lou, because, you know, we've been pushing our pilot out to competitions. We did a reading with some A-list talent that want to be attached, which is exciting. And now we're like figuring that out. And we're like, Mary Lou directs, Mary Lou directs. Mm -hmm. So this was awesome. And uh, you guys, we could talk to Mary Lou for another two, three hours, but she has like some serious business to attend to because she's one VIP, but also she has some serious business to attend to. Work. <laughs> Gotta get back to the work. The grind. Get back to the work. So I have a I have a Zoom seminar I have to take um, yes. for sexual harassment, which I take seriously. Yes. Um, not harassing, but learning how not to or sure. allow anyone on the set to ever do it. Wait, um, did you watch? Uh, um, did you watch? Um, did I watch Ted, um, Ted Lasso? Ted Lasso, the last episode, where she was like, "Oh, I've been grooming you." <laughs> Wait a second. I think I thought we had caught up. Maybe I haven't seen the last one. Oh, um, it's not the one that dropped last night. It's last week since she. Okay, I won't say anymore. But you'll get it. It's sexual harassment, and she's so cute. And um, I love. Oh wait, show. yes, 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 yes. I've been, I've been. Did, did it end you. with a kiss at the door? Yes, it did. It did. It did. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, I know. 
show. What a great show. What a great show. Yeah, I've also just finished The Chair. And if you want just a confection, a cupcake to eat. Yes, always. Um, I'm now watching Only Murders in This Building. Oh, Same. love. Oh, is, that love. The right, is that the right title? Only Murders, Murders in, the in the Building. building. Yep. Uh, yes. Just fantastic. fantastic. As, you know, <laughs> podcast aficionados. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was right down our right up our right alley. Up of course, alley. Steve Martin yeah. and Martin Short. I'll, I will eat at that part of the buffet all day oh, long. Oh, but um, Steve um, Martin was the first exec producer on the first show I worked on in Hollywood. Is that That's right? Fantastic. Mm-hmm. A a a, a multi camera sitcom with, that his best friend was starring in, um, and it was called Domestic Life. And Martin oh, Mull, I love that. Martin Mull mm-hmm. was the lead on it. Domestic oh, um, amongst many many other talented actors. Domestic life. I mean, everything that you've directed on is now on Hulu or Netflix, like Girlfriends and um, Major Dad and like every, all shows are coming back and it's so nice to be able to just stream them. I just, I'm sorry, but I'm loving life in streaming. Um, I'm loving loving going to my mailbox and getting residuals. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Let's hear it and appreciate our unions. Yes, yes, yes. indeed. 100%. I hope everybody voted. Um, SAG, uh, we want to thank you so much for being here. This oh, has just made our guys. year. That was awesome. She is just the best, isn't she? She really is. And I'm so glad that next week's guest is another inspiring woman. Oh my God, we are so excited to welcome to the show the wonderful author and my new guidepost for life, Jamie Harrison. You call me lazy. You think I'm crazy, so why'd you come around? She want my money, but I got my money. This ain't no savings and loan.